Your clapping is sick in the house right now. Lift up your hands. Now, Father, we thank you for opportunity giving us to expand your work. This is your work, oh God. We hallow, consecrate, and set it apart. This is yet another vision you've given us. You are the visionary in chief. Move and we follow. Thank you for grace to do this. It will please you. It will honor you. It will grow. It will bring souls to the kingdom. And thank you for the men and women who have dedicated themselves to push this vision. Grant all of us grace for this test service to be one that pleases you. Thank you in Jesus' name. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. And we will continue from verse 13, chapter 13, verse 1 to 10. Are you there? Okay, so let's go. One to go. But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have no love, I become sounding brows or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so I could remove mountains, I have no love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I have no love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether they be there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, our prophecy in part, they stand louder. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Now, Father, speak to us right now in the language we understand in Jesus' name. Touch our heart and give us understanding. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you ask, tell us, I love you. Hallelujah. So, I want to talk to you about love. And this morning, I spoke about love and the same message we continue in the evening. So, I want to zero in on real love. And like I said in the morning, this teaching came about when I had a conversation with one of our members on Valentine's, before, the day before Valentine's Day. So, I had come to church, and you know me, I'd attack Valentine's Day strongly. I shot some arrows and shot some blows against Valentine's Day and um, that I don't believe in it. And a lot of you are not disagree with me, but that's fine. It's good to have some to have disagreement. So we're having a conversation and I was telling this person why I don't believe in it. And I realized that there's more to talk about when it comes to love because a lot of things about love is misunderstood and misinterpreted. And the enemy has taken a lot of advantage in this thing called love that people are hijacked. And I, so I said I'll do a teaching on love. I'll do it today and trust God I'll continue next week. Is that okay? You're not clapping your hands well. Because I, I made the assumption that not only this person has got this kind of mind, but a lot of us struggles to understand this virtue called love. And she said, I am talking to you about real love. What is real love? You must first understand that every child of God must know that love is the most, or one of the most discussed virtues in the Bible. Love is one, and if not the most, I believe it's the most discussed virtue in the Bible. And, 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 and the Bible is, Bible talks about love a lot. And so when you find your Bible, you find out that even the basis of our relationship with God is love. 
So the Bible said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of what? Of the Holy Spirit. So the basis of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is fellowship. The basis of our relationship with Jesus is grace. But the basis of our relationship with God is love. So the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God is love. So anything that is not God is not love. So can we establish that? So if love is God, then anything outside of God is not love. And so we find out that there are three kinds of love, as many of you know. There's eros, there's philios, and there's what? Agape. A, 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 a scholar by the name Ironside helped us to distinguish between the three. And Ironside had this to say. He said, there are three well-known Greek words for love. Eros, philio, and agape. Eros, you will recognize at once as the name we are familiar with a Greek mythology as the God of love, the son of Aphrodite. Error is a word ordinarily used in classical Greek love between two sexes or sexes. The love of sweetheart, the love of husband for the love of husband for wife and wife for husband. But of course today we don't only have husband and wife. We can't talk about love between two sex. They are love for one. I don't know what to say, but the whole thing is, is mixed up. It's very confused. Hallelujah. But when we talk about arrows, we are talking about the kind of feeling that attracts you to the opposite sex. Whether it's your fiancé or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife, your spouse, the love you have that makes you, you know, move Are those the fixed people or what I'm saying? <laughs> you are warned. But I like that. The love that makes you move towards a lady or a man that, 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 you know, that kind of strong feeling and strong bonding and strong connection is deep. I think Dr. Paul understands that. Then we come to filio. Filio is broader. The word filio generally used for the love for friends. It speaks of a kindly, friendly affection. It's also used for the love of parents to children and children to parents. Love for citizens, love for state. Love that connects you to relationship, broader family. So when, when we are dealing with filio, we are talking about love that exists between you as a mother and your son. Father, son, father, father, daughter, daughter, father, brothers, sisters, cousins, friends, sometimes even community, state, nations. How many of you know people? There are people who love Ghana more than others. Come on, talk to me right now. There are those who even, who even love their tribe. I'm, I'm, I'm a proud, whatever, I don't know. I'm a proud, I'm, I'm from KJB, I'm from... Ashanti, I'm from the north, I'm Nigerian, I'm, I'm Ghanaian, you know. And so they, they, only, they only go to the church that's passed by a Ghanaian or a Nigerian, even though they are in America because they have to speak their same language. Are you me at all? It's a love that makes you, com gets you committed to relationships, broader relationships. You know, I remember when I was a little boy, I did something crazy and my mother came. Somebody beat me because I did something crazy. And my mother came and, and my mother was going mad. She came. She won't listen to what I've done. Oh, she got African mothers. Are you in the house? She came to just fight. It's a kind of love that makes you stand for people you care about, like your family. Like, how many of you have people you care about? Come on and clap your hands. Give God praise. That's filio. Then the, then the other word for love is agape. It is used, it's used for a higher type of love. 
And that's what I'm talking about tonight. It's a love that, that is all absorbing. That completely dominates one's whole being. This is the term associated with a kind of sacrificial and all encompassing a very personal love that was exhibited by God towards us. And we walk in the same. It's a kind of love that if you, if you are not born again, you can't have it. It's, it's, it's a love that goes beyond your, your feelings for a woman or for a man or your feeling for your family or your relationship. This love is all encompassing, all consuming, a sacrificial. It takes over you. It starts from your spirit then moves into your soul and controls your body. It's deeper than filio. Filio deals with your emotions and sometimes your body. But when you're dealing with agape, it goes beyond the emotions. It goes deep into your spirit. It's a spiritual thing. That's why you cannot have agape unless you are born again. You, 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 you cannot have the love, this kind of love I'm talking about unless you have had an encounter with Jesus. It's the kind of love Jesus showed us. We love him because he first loved us. What manner of love is this that a man should die for his friend? It's the kind of love that, that if you believe in it, you will not perish but have everlasting life. It's the kind of love that saves, that redeems, that turns your life around. It's the kind of love that comes upon you when you encounter Jesus. It's Anybody here with an encounter with Jesus, it's not based on what people have done to you. It's not based on your experience with people. It's based on your encounter with Jesus. When you encounter him, when he touches you, when he visits you, when he turns your life around, when he cleanses you, redeem you, save you, when you begin to wonder and ponder and look at how far you have come and by the grace of God, to the love of God, you understand you don't deserve it. You don't qualify. It's like a song we're singing. Overwhelming reckless. This acapella is reckless. It's crazy. It's mind-blowing. It's consuming. It's too much. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shout. And say too much. It's too much. What a way to define our love. Reckless. I love the psalm. It's a reckless. Someone say reckless. God's love is very reckless. There's no shadow he won't light up. No mountain he won't climb up. No wall he won't tear down and break down and kick down just to come for you. It's the kind of love that comes upon you. You, you experience it the day you become born again. Today, many marriages, couples have errors and everyone has filial, but I wanted to go to the higher dimension, which is agape. In our text, Paul began to talk about many people excelling in giving spiritual gifts and even natural gifts. But Paul said, there is an excellent way. I love Paul. He said, I show you a more excellent way. Go back, go back to chapter 12, verse 31. It says what? But earnestly desire Spiritual gifts, earnestly, passionately, seriously, vigorously, restraint, with passion, earnestly, desire, spiritual gift, and yet, I'll show you a more excellent, tell someone there's a more excellent way, there's a more Say, so I know you are gifted, but there's a more excellent way. I know, I know you are anointed. I know, I know you got it. I know, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know you can pray 10 hours and 5 hours. I know you can preach all you can preach, but I'll show you a more excellent. Is anybody ready to walk the more excellent way? It's called the way of love. Love is a more excellent way. The reason why it is critical is because there are many have failed to activate agape. As their nature and the way to do things. So, and so, so people are, you see, with that law, we are so limited. There, there are a lot in God we can only discover when we fall in love with him. When we, are in, when, when we become love. When we become love, we can discover a lot. Tell somebody, we are limited when we don't walk in love. We are limited. Say, so you have no idea what I'm capable of doing. If only you can see me in the light of love. Not in the light of what I did. Am I preaching to a church today? 
Am I preaching to a church today? Am I preaching to a church today? And so Paul begins to tackle and literally attack some things in the body. And so Paul goes to verse 1 of chapter 13. And Paul says, Paul says, look at what he says. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. What does it mean? Scary. Though I speak with the tongues of men. In other words, if I can shanga mama and broskoto. I do my dampi, dampu do batikitaya. Though I can speak in tongues of men, not only of men, but I can decode angels talking. And I can speak angelic language. And I have no love. I am just making noise. Will you tell someone, so I'll be very concerned about your noise. You'll be making a lot of noise. Thomas, stop disturbing my ears with your tongues. You know, you know say, 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 I'll be meaning to talk to you about this. Stop disturbing my ears with your tongues and, and with your shangamam and your broskoto because you have no love. Anything we do without love is noise. It doesn't matter the giftings, the tongues, how many hours you pray and wait on God and the mysteries and the revelation and the things you can speak. If it is done out of love, it's not value before God. This is a good place to clap your hands right now. Then he goes to virtue. Then he says, What? Well, look at Paul. He says, And though I have the gift of prophecy, prophetic, prophetic. See, how do I know the prophetic is from God? How you do it? It's not just a revelation. I'm not interested in it. That's what I said to people. Somebody, was, somebody came to me with a prophetic word. And the person that came for the prophetic word called my, called my phone. It wasn't my phone. Thought it was my phone, called and 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 somebody pick up. I don't want, I don't, it's one of our numbers. And the person have a word for the prophet. So the prophet is not right. If you don't give the prophet, you the prophet, you see what will happen to the prophet. Wow. And the prophet have a word for him, and then you see what will happen to the prophet. You listen, I said, tell him if he's the only one that God can speak through, I don't want it. Look at me. It's not arrogance, but I don't need that. Why is it so? Because if I speak, if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and knowledge and do have faith to move mountain that can remove mountain and I have no love, I am nothing. Anything you got, you do before God without love cannot be anything. If it's without love, it cannot be received. It can't be a blessing. It can't touch love. It can't benefit anybody. You see, even in your giving, God says, God loves a cheerful giver. God is not interested in about your giving. He's interested in the way you give it. How you do it. God, Paul said, do I have the gift of prophecy? And I can see vision. And as soon as I close my eyes, I'm seeing things. And even I'm having close, I see things. Now, the truth of the matter, you see things so much that if you don't have a lot of people, will run away from you. Because you are too scary. Can you tell something? You look a bit scary, you know. You look a bit scary. They come to share like, look. All of sin. All of sin. The glory has left you. All of sin. No, that's not God. That's not my God. That may be your but that's not my God. And Paul said, don't have the gift of prophecy. And I can prophesy. And I have no love. I'm so nothing. Then he said, and don't have what? And I understand all mysteries. And understand all mystery and knowledge. It doesn't matter what you discover and the knowledge you got. Whether it's word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the sin of spirit. If it's done out of love, it's still nothing. Then he goes on to look up. And Paul said, don't have faith. Are there faith people in the house? I'm talking about, you see, even the Christian walk is called a walk of faith. 
And yet Paul said, it doesn't matter the faith you have. Even if your faith can move mountain, whether it's saving faith, whether it's small faith, great faith, mountain moving faith, whether it's faith that turns around, brings the dead back to life, if it's done out of love, it's still nothing before God. It doesn't matter what you got. Stop scaring me with your faith and your gifting. Show me some love. What people really need is love. It's the love of God that people, that transform people's lives and not your faith. Bible said to faith, add. What do you add to faith? You add love to faith. The poor Godson says what? My God. And let me destroy your theology today. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, religious. Religious. You've been very religious, you know. Many of you, when we talk about faith, people, you are thinking about prayer warriors and prophet Gideon pastors and those who are gifted. I'm talking to you right now. Many of you are so religious that you do things to satisfy your religious conscience and not God. You give to the poor, right? You give somebody by the roadside, right? But did you do it the way God, do you do because God wants you to do because you did because you just want to feel good about yourself? Are you donating? Are you forming an angel because God wants you to do it and it pleases God or because you are forming an angel so that you can get good name before men? So that you can get into good names of people and people write good things about you. Are you doing that to shield your bad things or you are actually doing because that's the way you are because many can give but you are giving to shield people from looking into who they really are. There's a difference between your actions and who you are. What you do is different from who you are. You can do something and not be the thing. <laughs> Clapping and sick in the house. Will you turn to someone and say, it is wanting to do something, but another thing to be the thing. Say, I know you're doing a lot. You see, love goes deeper than actions. Because many can act, and people can act for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of you have seen people acting for a long time? Long people, they can act for years. And Paul said, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. What does it mean? It means you go to children's home. It means you see people at the roadside, whether blind or sick or poor. But God said, no. I go beyond what you are doing to check your motive. God, I've seen people do it and they do it they are criminals, but they give a lot. Have you not seen thieves who give a lot? I was watching a documentary on BBC last Saturday. Was it? Like, yes. Last Saturday. A guy called Suseko or whatever. Susoko. The guy is big time criminal, but he gives a lot. He gives to feel good. Many give to feel good. Ah, they, you see, some people are prof. Odi, they can sin. They sin. So when they do good, they feel cleansed. It's called a feel-good factor. You know, I've done some good, eh? Okay, it canceled. Oh, Jesus Christ. I might preach to a church tonight. So Paul said, it's not enough to give. You go and steal poor people's money from, from government and you come and give to the poor and God is pleased. No, God's not pleased with that. No. No, I'm telling you, God's not pleased with that. Do I give all my goods to the poor? Because love goes beyond action. Love must be who you are. Then he says, he, he says another scary one. He says, well, and though I give my body to be made. Jesus Christ, what is, what's Paul trying? This guy, Paul, is too much. I give my body to be burned. In other words, I can die in the name of love, but it's not love. Those of you who say, my heart is broken, I'll kill myself. Kill yourself. That's manipulation. That's not love. You are, you, are you serious? Real love doesn't kill. Real love makes you alive. Makes you well. Makes you strong. Builds you up. Lifts you up. Honor you. Exalt you. That's real love. My heart is broken. Well, broken my heart. That's broken my heart. I will die. You. I will die. I will die. You will die what? You need deliverance. That's not love. 
Love doesn't kill you. Love makes you alive. That kind of love is filial or eros. But if it's agape, it makes you alive. How do I know? The other day, next week I preach about it. I'll give a tip of that next week. I'll give a little bit into what happened next week. And the Bible said when Mary and Martha were crying, they were crying over Lazarus because they had filial for Lazarus. They, had a, they have, a, they have a, a family with that. That was a, their brother. A family with a family feeling. And so they were crying for Lazarus. That's filial. But when Jesus, who is Agape came. He said, where have you laid him? Agape makes alive. Philio said he is dead. He can't get up again. But Agape said, I'm here to wake him alive. And tonight, every dead thing in your life is coming alive right now. Will you clap your hands in the house and clap and shout it? Say, I'm alive. Can you shake some say you're gonna be alive? You're gonna be so alive after service. You're gonna be well, you're gonna be strong, you're gonna be empowered, you're gonna be anointed, you're gonna be elevated, you're gonna be shopping, you'll be a blessed, you'll be favored, you are stronger than this, you are better than this, you are not weak, you are not committing suicide, you are not losing your mind, you are not breaking down. It is well with you, you will make it. You will triumph. You will cross over. You will get there. Slap your hand in the air. And give God praise right now. Listen to me. Poseidon, that's my problem with Valentine. My problem with Valentine, love, real love doesn't kill you. Real love doesn't make you break your virginity and lose your mind and get HIV. That's not love. Real love doesn't push you to do things you would never have done. And I know myself, what is that? That is a demonic love. Real love makes you alive. Real love causes you to walk in the things of the things of God. And tonight somebody is being made alive. You are coming alive. You are bound. Will you clap on and shout it? Say I'm alive. That is love. I'll give my body to be burned. So people can make sacrifices, but it's still not love. I bought a car so I can control. That's not love. I bought it, but I bought you a car. But I bought you a house. No, 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 no. that's control. That's demonic. You actually need deliverance. No, no, you need deliverance. You, I need to lay hands on you. But I bought you a phone. Bought me a phone. That, that's it, you control. No, that's not love. Do I give my body to be burned? You can bend your body and still not have love. Make no mistake about that. I might preach to check today. Are you receiving the word of God right now? My God, and Paul said, it profits me nothing. My God. Because, you see, because, see, because, see, walking in agape is so important because God wants us to take love from actions to motive. He wants us to take it from what we do to who we are. Love is not what you do. Love must be who you are. Tell somebody, when I look at you, I must see love. Say, so when I look at you, from the crown of your head to the soul of your feet, your eye must speak love. Your hair must speak love. Your, the way even you sit must speak love. Your talk must speak love. Your prayers must speak love. Everything about you must love. Love must be who you are. That's a love that's not based on any bad motive. Can I talk a little bit deeper? God wants us to be love as a nature, but not as a biblical requirement. Many of you do things not because you love God, but because it's a requirement. You see, some, someone was talking to me the other day, and it's and the person was just arguing, uh, Jesus never spoke about tithe. And I said, you are not true. You don't know what you're talking about. And there's a guy, I don't want to mention, I don't want to glorify him. He, he does his videos about churches and he attacks pastors, those who take tithe. And many Christians are following him. And I'm like, you need, you, you, you need help. You're also following a demon. And one of the things he says that Jesus never spoke about tithe. That's not true. Jesus spoke about tithe. Jesus talked about tithe. Jesus actually said, you pay tithe on Omim and mint. But you have forgotten the weightier matters. So what Jesus was saying was that it's not enough to pay tithe. Tithe is the least. But focus on the weightier matters. And what's the weightier matters? What? Love. Mercy. That's the weightier matters. So Jesus is saying that when you are in love, tithe paying is nothing to you. The reason why you struggle to pay tithe is because you are not in love. 
Because when you're in love with God, there's nothing you have that God didn't give you. So you don't struggle to give to him what he gave, already gave you. I might bring you a church right now. That, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I'm sorry. I struggle to preach about I struggle to preach about tithe. I do really struggle. I have to get Ren Ben to come and help me. I do because it's, it's class one. And if you can't pay tithe, you, you, you are not in love. You, you, you are backslided. No, no, you are far away. No, like you are. <laughs> now, I'm not going to preach with you about class one thing when we are, when we are, when we are studying, uh, when we are professing. This is a professorship course. This is this, this a meritous course. These are weightier matters of the kingdom. I might preach in your church right now. If you still don't know that the life you have is a gift from God, and God gave it to you, if you don't know that there's nothing you have that you do, and even if he that has not what he has shall be taken away from, if you don't know that it's the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and hard and no, if you don't know by the arm of flesh and no man pray, if you don't know he's vain to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of soul, but so he gave his beloved sin. If you don't know that the great, the race not to the sin of battle, so if you don't know that God's blessing make it rich and he added no sorrow to it, I'm not going to talk to you about it. You are too low for me to talk to you. We need to, I need to send the prayer for us to cast the demon out of you first. <laughs> Don't mind me. Am I talking to a church right now? You see, you see that is why. How many, how many have seen the love sign before? What, what, what is usually used for the love sign? Can you put it on the screen for me? What, what, what is used for the love sign? Who is delaying my preaching? I love you. I have to overcome you by love. Oh, no, my anything except love. And I have 18 minutes to go, so they lost it. I need a love sign. Father, help me, Lord. I need it so bad. It's more like it's part of my preaching. Okay. What is that? But what is actually this? Wow, what is that? The heart. Isn't it amazing, Pastor Stein, that we use this as what? Symbol of love. What does it mean? It means that, what is the work of the heart? It does what? It pumps blood. Now the Bible said the life of the flesh where? It's in the blood. And who releases the blood? The heart. So without the heart, there's no blood. And without blood, there's no life. So without love, there's no church. There's no life in the church. What makes a church alive is not how many prayer warriors. What makes a church alive is not how many songs we sing. What makes a church alive is not how many clap and shout in as much as good. What makes a church alive is the love in the church. Can I get clap in the house right now? A church, a life, a human being without a heart is dead. So it's a church without love is dead. Come here, Humphrey. So when you go to hospital, what do they do? What are they doing? What is the pause? The heart beats to check if you have high blood pressure or is your, is your pulse normal? I need to know. So do you have low blood pressure or high blood pressure? Shake the person. I, I want to check your pulse. I want to check your pulse. Can I check your pulse right now? Can I check your pulse? How do you check a pulse in a church? You check the pulse in a church by the number and amount and the level of love in the atmosphere. Can I get some love in the house right now? Will you rise up and shout and tell somebody, I love you with the love of God. I love you. My God, my God, my God. Get out of your seat. Give someone a high five. Tell the person, you owe me nothing and I owe you nothing. But you owe me love. The love I have is too deep. There's nothing you have done that will cause me to give up on you. Because a heartbeat is for the body. Heart is for the body. So is love for the church. Without love, there is no life in the church. The real life we have in the church is the love in the church. So now two minutes. Stop deceiving yourself with how many hours you pray and fast, Mr. Gossip. 
Stop deceiving yourself. We sang the broska duma 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 A pen. Mister, no love. Brother, no love. The real pulse of a church is not measured by how many hours we sing. It's measured about that, that level of love, the intensity of love in the church. Look at the sign. What's the shape? Huh? What's the shape? I thought you said rectangular. It means there are no straight lines when it comes to love. So those of you waiting for me to be straight, you are a joker. You, I don't need to be safe for you to love me because love has no straight lines. My God, I got struggles, but I still love you. Because whilst we were yet sinners, Christ still died for us. Am I talking to a church right now? Come on, come, so say, you got issues, but I still love you. You got issues. You are really struggling. You are not straight. You've been having issues for a long time, but the love I have for you is a love based on my encounter with Jesus. It has nothing to do with what you have done, whether you are straight, whether you are smart, whether you are stronger, whether you are fast, whether your yes is your yes, and you know your no, it doesn't matter what. My love for you is bigger. Okay, so it's not, it's not rectangular. Is it round? No. So those of you looking for perfect fit. Love is not fair, perfect. But walking, having love makes it perfect. You see, you see, you see, you see. I was saying the other day, tell somebody, I have enough love for the two of us. Tell somebody, I have enough love for the two of us. <laughs> Look at me. All it takes is for one to care. All it takes is for one to walk in love. I said, all it takes is for one to all walk and be loved. When you are loved, you shut it down. Because perfect love casts away all demons of fear. Perfect love deals with insecurity. There is no insecurity that you're not walking in love. Is anybody receiving the word of God tonight? So it's not straight. And so what is the shape? It's, so, it's, how does, so it starts from now, right? So it goes like this. Eh. Okay, see. Right? So it starts from where? Down. So real love actually is start from down. So those of you who are down, you are going to walk in real love, right? And, 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 and I need love because I'm down. And so lo real love deals with people who are down and, and sometimes there's down moment. Those of you who only love me when I'm up, you need serious prayers because there are times when I'm, I'm going to be down. And I'll be down because sometimes the enemy fights us and bombards us and, and the struggles. Come on, talk. And the struggles. And I need prayers through love to push me through. So real love starts with down. People being down. Then it goes up. Up. Then when it gets to the peak, even of the peak, High, it still goes down. Tell somebody, my love for you is too much. You are, you are still faking it, right? Can you tell somebody, my love for you is just too much than you can imagine. It's bigger than you can imagine. Wow. Wow. That's why love, where is the heart? The heart is actually protected by what? The ribs. It's locked inside. Love is inside. Rule you must be love. When they catch you, they must see love. It doesn't matter what you go through. Can I talk to a church right now? If the many things, if, if prophesying, having faith, if giving gifts, if sacrificing and dying is not love, then what is love? So Paul now begins to explain and establish what love is. First of all, you must understand that love is not things. Love is people. Love is not the things you give or the things you do. It's who you are. That's number one. So Paul now begins to talk about what love is. So from verse 4, Paul said, Love suffers long and kind. Do it, do it. Say, suffers long. 
and kind. You're not working in the well. You're not doing the well. If you don't get it, I'm not closing this church. Okay, just says right. Say, surface law and kind. No, you're not, you're still not doing it. Say, surface long and kind. So Paul put suffering long and kindness together. Because it's very easy to give up when you suffer long. When the pain is too much, it's very easy for your confession to change. To be beat up, to be resentful, to be angry, to curse, to insult. Are you, am I preaching to a church right now? How do I know that your love you had for me was never agape because the, the, the suffering you've gone through has changed the way you talk. Real love suffers long and so kind. That's agape love. It doesn't matter what I go through. I trust God for grace to hold on to it and to push through it. My confession don't change. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm not hurt. I'm not frustrated. The devil is a liar. I'm trusting God for grace to walk in this realm. Look at me. There's no other realm. Pause. I'll show you a more excellent way. If there's a more excellent way, why do I walk the average way? But prophet is, is, prophet is not easy. Who told is easy? That's why you need grace. A more excellent way is a way of suffering long and still being kind. Going through disappointment and pain and hurt. And don't tell me hurt people, hurt people. Hurt, real hurt people, help people. On my side, Prophet, it's been, it's been, it's been, but no, that real love suffers long and is so kind. Tell us, are you still kind? Even though you are going through it. And tell us, I know you are going through it, but real love suffers long and so kind. How do I know? Jesus on the cross, even in pain. So he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus was still kind even in pain on the cross. Can we walk in that realm and say, Father, I'm suffering long, but I'm still very kind. Come on, tap someone. Say, I know you are going through it, but be kind. I know you're going through it, but be kind. Come on, tap I know you are going through it, but be kind. Real love suffers long and is still kind. Thank you, Jesus. Then it says what? It's not envious. Real love, don't get angry because of what people have that you don't have. Real love does not compare or compete. What is this competition in the church? What is the competition? What is it? Husband and wife have been competing. Yeah, I have many husbands and wives, they compete with each other. They are angry with each other. The only reason why they are married is because they don't want people to say they are divorced. Look, sleep in the night and the middle of the night, is, still, is she still here? That's not real love. Real agape love does not envy. Envy says, I compete with you. Real love says, I complete you. You look at me. Anytime you compare yourself with somebody, you devalue how God created you and you insult God. Who told you that God had no plan when he created you though he created you? He created you with a plan and that plan still stands. It doesn't matter the way people are treating you. God's purpose and plan for your life still stands. Can I get a clap in the house right now? I feel like talking to somebody tonight. I refuse to compare myself with you. Because my assignment is different from your assignment. And in fact, your being around me completes me. Just the fact that you are anointed and I need the oil makes your oil relevant. If you are anointed and I don't need the oil, then your oil is irrelevant. But when you are anointed and somebody's yoke must be broken, that's what makes your oil relevant. Take it easy with your anointing. Can I preach this right now? Hey! Tell 
Bible someone, I'm not intimidated at all by the giftings and the anointing and the favor and the beauty because you are fair and black. Together we give a bigger combination, an amazing combination. You are wild and quiet. Together we give a stronger combination. You can speak French, I can speak English. Together we give a stronger combination. You are from the north, from the south. Together we give a strong combination. You are from Ashanti and from water region. You are, we give a strong. You are Nigerian, I'm Ghanaian. You are white and black. Together we mix it up. And we become stronger. And two is always better than one. Hey! Lift us. I thank God for the way he created me. Come on, times I thank God for my moods, for my height, for my color, for my nose, for my eyes, for my voice, for everything God has given me. Because together, that makes us perfect and one. Because when that which is perfect shall come, that which is past shall be done away with. Odi, you never appreciate. See, look at this is my sister. Can you believe this is my sister? She's so quiet, she doesn't talk. Olive! Yes, Pastor Gideon. He calls me Pastor Gideon. And me, I'm not quiet. Though. If you put me here, maximum five minutes, I have to go. Ah, oh, I'll see you later. <laughs> because I don't know how to sit at one place. She can sit out, she can, she can be in a room for one day. She won't come out. And I'm like, how can we come from the same womb? But that's what makes us strong. She can absorb, I can fire. So when he tells me what she has absorbed, I fire it. Because I'm anointed to fire it. Tell someone, say together, we are better, we are stronger. Say, I love you the way you are. I love your height. I love your color. I love your strength. I love your weakness. The devil is a liar. Not even your weakness intimidates me because together we are strong. You can call me short. I call myself cute. Hey! You never know the benefit of being cute. Until the day you have to join a, a car and the only seat is at the back back. Then you understand being cute and small is good because you can meander your way to the back. Am I preaching to a church right now? I refuse to be intimidated. I refuse to be quiet. I refuse to be sad. I refuse to be dull. Because God created me in a special way. And I'm not envious of you. One day we had to go somewhere with, with bishops and pastors. And we're lost. I was at bishop then. Said, you know, young guy, short guy. And they all couldn't go. And this cute guy, I went to the back. And I sat at the back. Ooh, I found a seat. All those people with long legs. They waited. We went. They, didn't, they couldn't go. Actually, they couldn't. We only went, came back. They didn't see what I saw. Because their, their legs were too long. You never know the pain of being long until you are old. You stand there. And curse yourself because you are short. The devil is a liar. I love you the way you are. Can you give somebody a heart? As I'm not envious of you. Together we make a better, 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 stronger, anointed, powerful ministry. The devil is a liar. One time, and I hate, I hate to say, but I have to say, I said in the morning, and I, I say with a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of caution, but I have to say because it's relevant to the preaching. Somebody says, a man of God, a great man of God that I have respect for, was asked, why are young people going to uh, empowerment, EWC? If you look at every young guy, look at the church is full of, you are going, it's growing, what's happening? And big man of God said, uh, because all the young girls, they want to marry Prophet Gideon. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, see, you see. He said that because he needed to say something to show why his church is not growing. It's not because what he's saying is true. God for because it's an insult to the cross. 
and the finished work of Jesus Christ and the word we preach here and the Jesus we preach here for people to come here, God forbid, people have come here to see Jesus, to find God to, and they seek my goodness and the power of God is in the house of God. God is doing amazing things. There's so much miracle, so much testimony, so much delay. Are you clapping your hands right now? Come on, say yes. But see, but see, that's what envy can make people do. He opened his mouth to curse what God is doing by bringing what God is doing to a place of, he demeaned it, degraded it, and insulted it. And I said, because you hate it, it will never come to you. Because you can only attract that which you celebrate. Come on, I celebrate you, sir. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. I, I celebrate you. I thank God for you. Envy. The Bible says, it has not, it has not parent itself. It means, it means that when you, when, when you walk in a gap, you, you are not perfect up. It means you are humble and not boastful. First Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 said, you don't make, you don't make other people feel bad because you don't, because you don't, because of what you don't have, but true love, real love builds you up. First Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 says what? Come we together, want to go. Now concerning what? Things offers idol. We know that all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. But love what? Edifies. Love builds up. Come and show me soon. Let me show you. Odi, come. Stand here. This love. So we are here. As I move here, it follows. I come, it goes. I go, it goes. I go. You're not doing well. You're not understand. Go back. Let's do it. So I'm one. He's, he's zero, right? I go two. He comes to one. Three. Four, it comes to three. When I'm in five, love builds people out and lifts them out from where they used to be, with where they are. And by the way, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? The good thing about love is that as, as I allow him to grow, I also grow. As he comes, I go further. It may be that they may not be at your level, but allow them and build them to be at their own level. Can I, can I just say that right now? Can, can you allow people to be blessed, to be anointed, and don't be intimidated by who they are, and allow others to grow and build up and rise up and show the love of God because real love builds up. There's so much, for, there's, there's, there's so much blessing in the house for one person to control it. People have their places also. Let them enjoy it. Let me just say one more thing and let's close quickly. It does not seek its own. I mean, love is not selfish. It's not, it helps others. So it's selfless. Jeremiah 45 verse 5. You are not easily provoked. It means when you, when you walk in love, you don't easily get angry. There are people who easily get angry. They, they get provoked. They curse. I don't, I don't know how you can walk in love and be so angry. Like what? what? It's a deliverance issue and I need to, we need to lay hands on you, okay? And we're going to lay hands tonight. And, and I, love, I love this one. I say, love thinks no evil. And I believe that's where I'll end it. It thinks what? No evil. Tell somebody, what is going on in your mind? Tap on them and say, what, 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 is, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Can you shake someone and squeeze and say, what are you thinking about? What? Say, I'm meaning to talk to you about this. What, what's going on in your mind? Odi? Real love thinks no evil. You see, my expectation of you is so good that I have no room for evil. They, they didn't get it. You see, when you don't walk in love, when, when you see a brother and sister talking after church, and it's already a bit late, what's going on? What's fornicating? What kind of fornication is that? What, what, what? No, no, I, I, no, no, no. That's why I don't like church of young people because every day, brother and sister, what, what? You need deliverance. Why is he always, why is he always talking to Prophet Gideon after seven? What, what is, what is, what? Well, what is this thing? Can I preach right now? Real love thinks no evil. Can you look at us? You need deliverance tonight. 
with your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. Real love thinks no evil. The fact that you got no money, somebody get new car, new range, whatever the God is, uh, they suck our house. Listen, there might be some, this some bad, they, they are doing, no, 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 it's not everybody that's doing sacrament. God can bless you as you celebrate the presence of God, you also get your own. The blessing of the Lord is in the house. There's... It thinks no evil. Why do you want to look on his phone? What, what would that be? What, what is it? Why have you become FBI and CIA? What? Why? What is this? That you have different passwords? No, you, you need help. You get out of park. You, 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 you need deliverance right now. Real love thinks no evil. My expectation of you is good. And the Bible said, delight yourself also in the Lord. So I give you all the desires of the Bible said, the expectation of the wicked shall be, but that of right shall be good. So if you expect evil, you get evil. If you expect good, you get good. And I expect you to do well. I expect you to be fair. I expect God's blessings upon your life. Come on, clap your hands and shouting and screaming and say yes love thinks no evil do you know how many people's marriage are on the brink of divorce and they are breaking because of mobile phone can I say something what you expect as a child of God you get it and expect good there's a father you can't do it. That somebody do it doesn't mean they have gone for juju. The fact that God is going this church doesn't mean that there's something wrong going on. There's something good actually happening. Is there anything good in the house right now? If things no, tell somebody I have no room for evil in my thought, in my mind. I have no room. I have no room. Thank you, Jesus. Things no evil. No space for evil. I'm filled with the love of God. For some of things that are pure, that are just, that have good reports. If there be any virtue, if there be anything, think of these things. What are you thinking? I'm thinking of good virtues, purity, love, greatness, anointing, favor. That's what is consuming me. I'm not, I'm not consumed with, I'm not consumed with who is dating, who, who is cheating, or who, what, is, what, is, what, is, what are those two people to be, what is going on? Who is, who is, the, <laughs> who made you gossip accountant in the church? Who told you, who made an investigation? Who made you a gossip? Who made, who, who, you need deliverance. I'm telling you, we need to cast a demon out of you right now. And finally, it says what? It says what? Look at what Nestor Paul says. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice what? In the truth. There are people who are anointed to rejoice when people fall. They are happy when people are suffering. So they never let go of people's past. Love let go of the past. Why are you still holding on something that happened in 1997? <laughs> My heart broke 97. 90, <laughs> it was 97. Oh. Why are you keeping a diary of 97? 21 years. I mean, I mean, Seriously, and you are still born again, and you are still holding on to 1993. When Ghana went to Senegal, 1993, the day I will pillage them, miss the penalty. That was the day. 92. What is this spirit? What is this spirit of January 92 in Senegal? When Ghana didn't win the cup. No, it's a deliverance issue. I'm telling you. But it does not rejoice in iniquity. Look at me. I don't rejoice when people fall. I don't rejoice when people are down. I don't even want to. It's okay. There are some videos when they show. I don't, I don't look at it. When I go on YouTube, I don't celebrate anything of anybody speaking evil of any man. I'm not interested in it. I'm interested in God doing what God is doing in Singapore, in Australia, in Malaysia, in Nigeria, in Ghana. That's what has consumed me. I rejoice not in iniquities. What's happening in town? Who's cheating on whom? And then of course, what's all, huh? What are they going on, Charlie? What are they going on? What's going on, Prophet? He looks, too, he looks too cool. He looks too cool. He can't be a straight pastor like that. This guy, he got something. We have to find out. Who gave you that assignment? And meanwhile, you are also a pastor. And you are trusting God for your church to grow. And you are rejoicing people's iniquity. That's not what I'm interested in. 
It rejoices what in the truth. What's the truth? The truth is that you may have errors, but the truth is that what God has done for you, what Jesus has done for you, makes you whole. So I look at you in the light of what the blood has done for you, and the blood something. It sanctifies you. It purifies. Come on, rise up to your feet as I'm sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Lift up your hand. Let's pray. Verse 7 says, verse 7 says what? Verse 7 says, bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, and deals all things. It's a long haul. Continue. Continue. Love the word, never what? Fail. Is there anybody who has failed here in life? I show you how not to fail. Walk in love. I, I don't fail. I don't lose. Because you can win and lose and can lose and still win. It depends on the way you look at it. I'm not losing anything. Even when you hurt me having lost, God is, God is teaching me how to grow and how to be stronger. Love never fails. Lift your hands right now. Come on, lift. Say, Father, I thank you for what you have done in my life. Come on, lift your Just open and just talk to God right now. The God to fill you with love. Fill you with love. Fill you with love. Thank you, Jesus.